0: everybody. Welcome to Augmenters. I'm Julie. And this is Jimmy. Hello. We are two business founders who started out as solopreneurs, yet found our greatest success when working with others. Mentoring is key to incredible relationships, and the Augmenters platform will help you get further faster because great relationships lead to better business and more fulfilling lives.
1: You are here because you want to help others shine and see the light in themselves. We will support you in your mentoring journey with advice, tools, and stories that will augment your relationships to the next level. So strap on your ear pods, prepare to listen generously, and become an Augmenter with us.
0: Jimmy, I forgot my headphones
1: again. No worries. Just turn up the volume into this next Augmenters episode. Julie, I didn't realize at first that Jamie was the initial advisor sales coach that you had when we first met. And now it all makes sense.
0: She got us on the right path. I mean, what can you say? I think something that we talk a little bit about here in this podcast, which is pretty mind blowing and I think incredibly helpful in channeling your inner mentor, um, was she gave us a lot of confidence. She really helped us, I think, tap into our own intuition and the business. And as we have grown, which you've now seen the change. She created a monster, the sales dynamo, (laughs) Julie Meyer. Unstoppable. (laughs) I don't know about that, but definitely got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot from her. And I love this. I mean, you'll hear a little bit more about it, but this idea of an inner mentor. What does your inner mentor look like, Jimmy? It just looks like me. No, as I say in the
1: podcast, I'll describe it more. But uh, yeah, it's sitting down, not standing up. So it's not at my
0: desk. Yeah. I think there was a lot of big ideas in here. And one of the things I've always admired so much about Jamie, I think more than almost any other guest we've had, she has lived many lives just rattling through the amount of different industries she's been in from accounting and finance and tech and pet photography.
1: Glam pet shots. If Karthik set us up as a fantastic intro to the mindset of a generalist when building products... I think Jamie, uh, what we're about to listen to is really the mindset of a generalist in building a life and a set of careers.
0: Absolutely. And I think what really underpins all of it is her ability to really be curious, just like you said, to be curious, but to actually be actionable and to grow and to evolve. And she's a phenomenal salesperson. So, and she loves connecting with people and loves watching people. So, and knowing people. So that. All of those together just make for a phenomenal career and a really phenomenal uh, podcast with some really great advice. Without further ado, here we go. First of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Julie. You know, I adore you. I'm so excited that you're here with us. You were a really pinnacle person who came into my business at a really important moment as a coach, not as a mentor, but as somebody that came on as a hired coach to help our business as we were just tipping into real (laughs) market fit. I think the pandemic was just kicking off. It was actually about around the same time I had met Jimmy as well. And you were so incredibly valuable for, of course, the coaching and the business information you gave us around helping us organize our business sales, but really your energy and your spirit and what the confidence and the confidence I felt you gave us to continue to grow was really memorable. And I think having this opportunity to talk to you while you were a coach, you were also a mentor uh, to me at the same time. So I'm really glad that we get to chat. And I'm really glad you get a chance to meet Jimmy.
2: Thank you for those kind words. That's very sweet of you. I think that it's such an opportunity to spend time with people like you and Aaron. It was a pivotal time in your business. And to keep things moving forward because things could have stuck and gone different ways. So it, it's it's an honor for me to work with someone like you. And it was a beautiful experience. And I'm so excited to be on the show. And I'm excited to meet Jimmy. I'm glad that we talked
1: a little bit before the podcast to understand all the wonderful words I've heard about you from Julie
0: earlier on. Absolutely. So I know, Jamie, you've done many things. You, do, you have done many things. Tell us
2: all about yourself. How about I'll just do the relevant highlights because I I know people are like, why should we even listen to this lady? What does she have to say? I don't really care what she did with her background. Know this is that I love new experiences. I love trying new things. Yes, I can definitely be risky, but they're very calculated risk. I tell a lot of people I was homeschooled for two years, so I'm not great with grammar, but I'm excellent at math. I'm I'm a lady in the streets, but I'm a freak (laughs) in the spreadsheet. Wait, why that? My mom has a PhD. The other day, she heard me say that on the podcast, and she was like, oh, "People are gonna think that I didn't do a good job teaching you in English and grammar." I'm like, "Mom, I have Grammarly on every device I have. What's the problem? Like, just put some numbers in front of me. We could talk that way. Like, I, what's the problem?" Uh, oh no, I'm in an no. entrepreneur. Jamie, you
1: can't go over that line. That line is so good, and I love spreadsheets. I gotta figure out how to adapt that line somehow. A, and man will... in
2: the, a gentleman in the streets and a man. Jimmy, I want to see that line at the bottom of your email next time you email me. Oh my,
1: I, I, sometimes I think it's my only skill. you know. But...
0: <laughs> I would just like to back up and completely verify both statements that you are both ladies and gentlemen in the streets and both freaks in spreadsheets because you have both <laughs> spent an incredible amount of time trying to help me understand <laughs> spreadsheets. That is something you both have in common
2: you <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I've owned six different businesses. I originally was an analyst for Arthur Anderson pre Enron. Now I knew a lot of people where some things they were indicted. And so I traveled all over the US and uh, worked in the telecom sector. And so I really enjoyed that. And then I was like, yeah, this isn't really for me, but I took a lot of great skills from it. And from there, I worked at a few other companies and then just kind of did my own thing. And I love working with people. People are a puzzle to me in addition to the spreadsheets. Well, I'd be curious, Jamie.
1: You know, anytime Arthur Anderson comes up, it's impossible not to mention Enron like you just did. Given when you left or just how you've been able to navigate so many different types of roles, have you had, you know, one kind of phrase or one type of person or kind of mentor that you would continue to seek out along the way about how to make your moves? Were you actually more of the person who, as you moved, you would find a mentee that would give you energy in those locations? And that was exciting for you to see somebody else grow and that helped that made you want to go from place to place to help more people?
2: I think that I would have an instinct to go jump into something, something that interests me. And so I would move in that direction. I mean, I've had a consulting company, a sales process consulting company I've done. I was a pet photographer and photographed a few celebrities and did some covers. I had a company that did HTMA testing, hair tissue mineral analysis. Funny how that started. I was really, really sick and I thought I had adrenal fatigue. And so I basically sought out a Company, a lab that I got a test from probably shouldn't have. But anyway, I then took it to my doctor and said, I have adrenal fatigue. And she's like, I don't know. Let's do some other tests. And then she did, I did have stage two adrenal fatigue and Hashimoto's. And I said, you know what? Other people need to use this test. It's a lot easier than the other tests. And so I created a company for chronically ill dogs where they can't figure out why the dogs are sick. And usually it was due to heavy metals or some other type of um, organ issue. So I've done stuff, originally I was a pre-med bio major. Here's the thing, the great thing, it's just variety. And whenever I came into an industry, I would then seek out who was the best in this industry and could I connect with them? And if I couldn't connect with them, did they have a book? And if they didn't have a book, like where were they? And if I couldn't get, uh, you know, connected with them, I would just rotate to someone else in there. So I've had mentors that are live people that I've met. I used to have a consultant actually follow me around in my twenties. She was more of a linguistics like NLP type of work. And she taught me a lot about body language. She was a very difficult person and I hated her most days because I'm a little stubborn, but she taught me how to be a true leader. And that was in my 20s. And that kind of pivoted everything off so I could find resources from there and find the best mentors possible for me. How did you
1: meet this individual who has helped you with body language?
2: I found her. So I actually, it wasn't the yellow pages, but it was pretty darn close. It was, I think I had, I hired her for like an HR resource thing. And then she was so much more. And then I said, can you just be my coach? I don't know what I'm doing. I am just a walking idiot that's in charge of people and I shouldn't be in charge of people. So she taught me how to run a good meeting. She taught me how to run an executive meeting, how to engage people. And it was really fantastic. What I have found too is in in anyone listening, who's like, Oh gosh, I need a mentor. How do I find one? I think it's really important to have a clear intention. What is your intention? What do you want? And Mm -hmm. what do you want out of the relationship? And also what do you have to offer? I've been a mentor to others, and I think it's very important that it's a give and take relationship. Now, there's a beautiful gift of giving back and sharing your knowledge with someone as long as you set clear boundaries, too. So I think it's really important to have your intention, be clear about it, and then go find that person. And sometimes that person may even appear for you. Well, I mean, Julie, as an example, I remember I was on LinkedIn and I reached out coldly to Vanessa. And Vanessa, I thought for yep. sure, I'm like, this is a gatekeeper. This is going to be some work. And it took a few months. I mean, it wasn't like quick, but I'm very persistent. I liked your company, not, I loved your website and I love the video on your website and your mission. And I was like, oh, these ladies are badasses. I want to work with them. <laughs> so I was very persistent. I know what I want and I know who I want to work with. And I wanted to work with you. Yeah. It just kind of evolved from there. And I think too is, and at that time I felt like you guys needed some clarity on a next step yes we just we found each other
0: yeah oh my that's and would you say there was an intuition I mean I feel like a lot of what you're talking about even in terms of sort of like the body language and and the sort of other energy outside of just our brains sounds like maybe there was an intuition and I think we felt the same about you because obviously we were approached all the time by all kinds of random people who want to do all kinds of (laughs) services for us but we were like ooh, there's something about this that seems right Would you say intuition could be part of? Yes,
2: 100%. And I think before, because I was so intellectual, especially high school, college in my 20s, and especially working at Anderson as an analyst, it's like, if you can't prove it and show evidence, it's not real type of a thing. And I think too is, as I worked with different mentors, I mean, even I have a mentor out of Bali and she taught me, hey, cognitively, I know the neocortex, what's going on here, but there's your whole other body that has different brains and systems in it. Things that you can listen to, listen to your heart, go with the flow. Go with the flow, quote, is what's the hardest for me. Because I'm like, no, I want to control this. I know what I'm doing. It's A to B, we're done, right? But then as you drop in and listen to your heart, you put a hand on the heart, hand on the gut, and kind of drop in and listen to those pieces. It's really amazing what comes up. And that is your intuition.
1: Amen to that. We we talk a lot about how, especially Julie being a CEO, co-CEO of a company, so much information or power comes to the co-CEOs that it's hard to say, hey, this is the signal that I hear from the noise and actually verbalize it. Yet it can come through in decision-making when there are multiple people who make the same decision you need to feel those vibrations just because we get so much information these days so i love how you're connecting both the, the heart and the gut I sometimes need to speak instead of you know your brain.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also too, I'm an analyst in human design and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's more in the woo, Tell us more. woo space. But um, Tell us more. they say there's a blueprint for your body and there's different, everyone has a different authority. So a decision authority and some authorities emotions. So if you have an emotional authority you wanna sleep on all your decisions. If you have a sacral authority, that means comes from your gut, go with your gut. That's for those people. And I'm like, quick hits, it, it pops in and it says at once one time and that's it. And I have I'm super fun to be with in the car, by the way. Like, we'll just be driving, and be like, oh my gosh, I have an idea. You see that? Let's just go and do that hike. You know, Julie,
1: all the time, like, squirrel,
2: let's go. Like, <laughs> yes, let's go. Let's and I get these. It's so strange that I think if we're there to listen and it's available, and there's a difference between your intuition and your brain kind of taking over and know which one is speaking in your mind at the time. And so, uh, something to what I do before I present, I knew that I had to tap into a lot of different types of personalities. So, what I I will do. I sit with the slides. I walk through them, and I kind of just sit and wait. And things will pop in. I will change slides hundred percent of the time for every presentation, no matter what. Like it was just—I don't even know why. It's like just tell the story. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, <laughs> like these internal conversations, and it's just the right right story to share. First of all, that's incredible. I thought you actually sometimes
0: I just actually print things out and I just put them in front of me and not even look at them, but just like try to get what's from that. But it sounds like you have sort of this internal mentor, right? This kind of voice that comes to you that fills you in on what the next move is, which is your gut... (laughs)
2: it's your highest self right there's so think about this you have different voices in your mind you've got like the curmudgeon which is oh do you mean you (laughs) want to go do that nice try we tried that before that's not gonna work so think of this it's like okay there's that inner critic then there's that higher self and i think of remember goofy during disney he had the devil on his arm and then the angel goofy with the little dress and the halo it's almost like that in all of our minds is we have this thing trying to keep us safe that's the devil that says don't do this don't try it don't take risks i don't want you to get emotionally hurt and then you You've got this angel that's your higher self it's like you know what this is a great story it may be vulnerable to share this story but this is the right story and um you can do this so this voice the angel i prefer to listen to more and i turn the volume up on that voice and i turn the volume down on the devil one so to speak that voice will never go away especially before a sales call like oh they're never gonna hire you are you kidding well, what value do you bring again? Well, this company's way too big. You can't, don't even try, right? So that's what I train a lot of people to do is manage that voice. We're going to turn down the dial and say, oh gosh, thank you so much. I want to acknowledge and I hear you saying that this company's way too big for me. And, and I just want to let you know that I've got this. So Jimmy, you can see where I learned some of my sales techniques.
1: <laughs> Instead of being a triple split heretic hermit, you want to be a single vision opportunistic role model.
2: Did you just look up human design?
1: Yes. <laughs> I like Google.
2: What wait, do you know what you are?
1: No, no. But I I love the idea of being a martyr heretic, though that sounds pretty close to murder. You could be
2: a three five, but that's a three, five Martyr is The third line. Fifth is the heretic. I love actually three, five is one of my favorite combinations. I'm a six, two. So six is a role model. Too. Two is a hermit. I'm also six, two. No, God. How did you me. figure that out so fast? No, I'm not, I, no. It went he's height. six feet tall, two inches. Yeah. He's being smart oh. <laughs> ass again.
0: I'm five, seven. I was like, I mean, you're good, Jimmy,
2: but I didn't know how you were able to like take the whole quiz. I can send the you the link. I would love to know. What, actually, Julie, I don't know what yours is. I can guess. I, I, I don't know. I'm going you probably guess. manifesting generator for sure. Jimmy, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe generator, projector. At, well, there's five. Di- I'm a manifestor. So there's five different profiles. And then there's numbers that go with it. It's very complex. We could both spend five hours together on each of yours. It's really interesting. I would say, if anything, a lot of some of the Woo stuff, we throw it out. But some of it, it gives us clarity. And if I see it resonates with the client, we go with it. Some clients, I don't use it with anyone. I do DISC. Dr. Marston from the thirties, Imperial data at the wazoo. Um, but in human design, if it works for a client, we, we use it if not. It just then no. This is, I think, an area where a lot
0: of people, I have talked obviously a lot to my team, which you have also talked to my team around sales, they're very analytical. They can be quite intuitive, but they're very, you know, they're dietitians, they're very focused on on the analysis. So helping them really tap into that voice, that manifesting voice, their own inner mentor to help them walk into those meetings and feel really confident that they are the right partner for these people. Do you have any ways that you really recommend to help tap into that voice? Do you have any other kind of tips to well, we're, I think, we're, we're now decided we're going to call the inner mentor in a positive way to help really tap into that, especially before you're walking into a big meeting or a sales meeting.
2: Two things that come up. So, if you want to have a better connection with that inner mentor, so they are their voice is louder than the inner critic, the curmudgeon. Two things. One is we need a relationship with her or him. Let's start there. Just like you two have a relationship. If you never spoke or spent time together, would you have a great relationship between you two?
0: That doesn't usually work very
2: well. Right. It doesn't. So, we need to have a relationship. With him or her, and so meditations. There's meditation specific, you know, free online everywhere. Inner mentor, meet your highest self, future self meditations. Have a relationship with this person. In essence, I think that's so that when you need to call upon them. I mean, I go hiking every week. Yesterday I went hiking. I had something happen this week, and I needed to just be in nature for a moment. It's all good. It's all good. Actually, it turned out really great. I on my hikes, and I go once a week, every Sunday to the very same hike every single Sunday, half for probably fifteen. Years and um, I have full conversations. I am that crazy person. By the way, that is a sign of intelligence. To talk to yourself. So Audibly. it's internally. Yeah. Audibly. There's no one around. Okay. So then meditation is a great way to connect in with with them. So you have a relationship. So before you walk into that sales meeting, you can tap into her, give her a name. I had a client I worked with, and her inner mentor was named Beth. And I'm like, where did that come from? She goes, I don't know. Her name is Beth. <laughs> great. A great way to do that actually is to go have a meditation. You're in it, it's just a real quick here. Jump in your mind into an elevator and turn a dial to 20 years ahead. Pops up in the air, drops down in front of your future self's house 20 years from now. What does the house look like? How does it feel? Jamie, we're going to have to have a lot of Botox 20 years from now. No, we don't need Botox. We're gorgeous.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. We can wear
2: weird. I want to be that person in the forest, like weird, flowy outfits with like an owl on my arm and people come out and ask me and they don't really understand what I'm talking about and it's like what is the language you were talking about earlier Jimmy like
1: Navajo wind talk. Thank yes.
2: <laughs> I'm person. And I'm so happy. I'll have crazy I, hats. Yeah, crazy. I'll be good. Um. Anyway. And so okay, 20 years now. And you meet your inner mentor. And what is he or she like? What do they look like? How do they greet you? I had one person, a gentleman said, where they're like, oh, you're finally here. Because he's a big smart ass too. And so it, was just, it just fit. And he's like, he's really funny. And it, the house is full of people. Or maybe the house is empty. And it's just you connecting in with them beautiful view of an ocean or forest. I don't know, but asking them questions, you know, and connecting with them. So number one, meditation, get to know your inner mentor and have a relationship. Okay. Hold
1: on. Jamie, experience. can we pause for a second?
2: Cause
1: yeah. when you said hop in your elevator and land somewhere, I landed somewhere and I can see the place, but Julie didn't see the place. You said what you needed to do along the way, which I found really interesting. So Julie, do you have a place? Cause I have a place in mind. What's your place? Uh, uh My place is just like literally like a piece of grass, like an empty set of land with some trees around. That was it. There was going to be no home. But I've been in real estate, Jamie, and I'm an engineer. So maybe my brain is saying you will you will get away from all those things.
2: Interesting. Were you there? Was your future self there standing in the grass?
1: My future self was sitting him. and stood up when I showed up and just looked at me and sat back down.
2: I can send you a link. It's it's 18 minutes long. Can you guys do an 18-minute meditation if it's a visual?
1: I can do it this weekend. That sounds amazing. You know, with your you know passions of both, you, you combine your passions of sales and meditation into this kind of coaching piece how do you sell the meditation? I mean, Everybody wants to sell more that's in business. Most people want to sell more when they're in business, but they act like meditation is really kind of taking a step. I guess what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is-
2: I'm Taking a step back, yeah.
1: When you think of the, you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, you think of like the classic salespeople, okay? that have been shown throughout history. One, they're all assholes for the most part, and so that's a problem. But two, they're very intense, they're engaged, out there, it's very rare that someone says, Hey, when you're gonna sell, take a deep breath first, sit back, think internally. That's usually not the first reaction. It's usually folks who are way more intentioned and have a m- way more experienced and skilled at it, like you, that say, hey, before you start saying here, you know, buy my orange juice or my lemonade, you know, there's something else to do first. There was this modeled to you in some way? You know, did you, did you grab this from a couple different mentors and combine it? And if so, like, what's that skill of combining multiple pieces of advice into multiple relationships into a new venue for you or a new mindset?
2: No, that's a great question. And I call myself the nonconformist sales coach for this very reason. I was traditionally trained the Glenn Gary Ross, put your coffee down, coffees for closers, ABCs, all screaming, yelling at you on podcasts. It didn't work for me. I started doing a lot of work research on ambiverts. So I'm an ambivert. So that ambivert means you're right in the middle. I lean towards introversion. A lot of people don't know that. Like right now, I'll need to take a break after this. I play a great extrovert on TV, but I need to take a break. So I did a lot of research on how to introvert sell in ambiverts, and I even read a book called Quiet. And I can't remember her name. My goodness, I'd love to plug her. What an amazing woman! But I did a lot of research in that and found out dropping in and self reflection and connection in, and also having meditation teachers working with them. And then I basically built a system that worked for me. And then I started telling other people about it who are more in the introverted space, especially in tech, when I did more tech coaching, because that's very technical. They're very technical people and they want to sell, but they don't want to do Glengarry Gary Ross and yell at people and hunt them down and you know manipulate them in the slimy, greasy. It just doesn't work. So I kind of developed something that worked for me and then started sharing it with others. And I I have seen great success with it, and so of my clients, and that's how it happened.
1: Was there a certain individual that helped you think through that process? Like, did you have a mentor or maybe a mentee that inspired you along the way that you that you helped?
2: Probably the, the strongest and most influential mentor was, her name is Alana Warlop and she lives in Bali. She's American from Boulder. And that was a pivotal change in my life to trust my intuition in a whole new way. Because to then go out and tell everyone who are who's in sales, hey, I think you should meditate and ground before you go into the sales call. People are like, waste of time. I even said that in a presentation. I had a woman, a medical sales device person, drop off my call and later give me a scathing email about what a waste of time that was for her. She was a very unaware person. If you look at some of the most successful leaders in this world, the one key component that they have attribute is they're self-aware. And in order for you to be self-aware, you need to know yourself. You need to have self-reflection and really drop into who you really are. And what gifts you bring to the table.
1: Julie, that was one reason why I shared that article with you was I felt it was so important that people need to hear, you know, not just yes, they need to hear, hey, I, I think you need a you need a different perspective on this. Might not be the right perspective, but you need to start thinking in a different way and that you're not always right.
2: so true. I mean, when I mentor people, I ask how they want, to have feedback, how they would like to to get feedback. And then I also let them know my style is pretty straightforward and I'm not going to sugarcoat. And I think people appreciate that. At first you see on their faces of disbelief and then they're like, oh, you're right. But I have to have that relationship so they understand what that looks like. And then we can move forward. And I think going back to something that you were talking a little bit about earlier is that inner voice.
0: I do think there is an idea that your inner voice speaks through other people, which I guess would make that also an outer voice and an inner voice. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the thing that you need to hear, you know, you'll be like in a grocery store and a song will come on and you'll be like, there'll be a lyric that you're like, oh, that is like exactly what I needed to hear. And actually when I was uh, trapped, sorry, I travel a lot, but I was in France and I was feeling like untrusting and there's a lot going on. And I went to go collect my train ticket. Although I speak French, I translated into English so I could make sure I had like the right train ticket. And there was a line on the kiosk that said, collect your chosen journey. And I clicked. It was basically just telling me to take my train ticket. But to me, it was that idea. It was actually right as the business was starting to grow and it as you probably both know, having worked with me, it took me a while to be like confident that this was where I was supposed to be. But When I realized I was collecting my chosen journey, it gave me that. So I think that idea of kind of having your inner voice and then you start to find where those pieces are that you need to hear and you're willing to hear them and you receive them. And then they kind of become part of your, of your inner dialogue that your inner mentor shares with you. Yes.
2: And we call them synchronicities. Things pop in at the right time. Totally. If you're looking and it's about the filter. Okay. It's about the filter for looking for things and knowing that things are going to fall into the place as they should. It's kind of like Julie Julie, what's your favorite car, like your dream car? Well,
0: I don't really yes, know. How somebody driving else that, driving it.
2: <laughs> Should I ask Jimmy this question?
1: I think Jimmy would be a better person. Okay,
2: Jimmy, this. what's your dream car?
1: Probably like a 1990 Ford Ranger without a top, like a convertible Ford Ranger, but it wouldn't actually
0: have a roof at all.
2: This is going to be really hard to do this exercise now. Okay, so we're going to go with the 1990- 1990.
0: You can tell we're city people. We're city yeah. people. Like <laughs>
2: so my sister lived in Manhattan for a million years. Yes. Okay, the 1990 Ford Ranger without the top. So if I say, if Jimmy, I'm going to see you next Friday, I'm going to say, Jimmy, between now and next Friday, I want you to tell me next friday how many 1994 four dips without the top you see okay i've only seen so one we, ever okay I, great i was so i was where I 95 and
1: 495 in boston meet yeah. at an interchange and this person just rolled by on the other side as i was sitting in traffic on a hot summer day could have been labor day about 20 years ago and i was like that is a sweet ride i wish i was in that right now that is a great memory <laughs> and and, okay. and then speaking of synchronicity, I definitely felt that at that time, probably Miley came on, It was like, "I throw my hands up,'m hearing my song, so i, I probably put it all I together
2: so if I meet Jimmy you next Friday and I say, "How many of you those did you see? You actually might say zero but but you were looking for them throughout the week, and then, okay, yes, we're established with that, so my second yes. question, yes jimmy is how many toyota camrys did you see in the last seven days
1: well i kind of have a weird thing of memory that like i'd memorize car commercials as a kid so like every car that goes by i can usually like just like tell the make and model and year so i'm very specific the 1998 through 2002 toyota camry is a classic so i separate those from all the other camrys the new camrys aren't as nice and don't aren't as reliable but i'd say there's one that parks outside all the time, so probably like 30.
2: That's great. So that's an estimate, but not an exact number. Most people say, I don't know, because my filter wasn't on to look for Toyota Camrys. Yeah, so I got you. I didn't it.
1: mean to ruin it that
0: much.
2: You did. So my, this is my address, and you're going to send me better. chocolate one and better. flowers. I should have obviously
0: brought pre- <laughs> And Taylor Swift's new album, which is dropping in October. <laughs> we're all excited. <laughs> I
2: can't believe you guys know that. So my point is this. If we're not looking for signs, we're not looking for synchronicities, we're not looking for mentors, we're not looking for good days, we are not going to see them. So what I do is help bring things to the forefront. What do you want to see? It's not just about manifesting. It's taking intentional action to move forward to. And some of that intentional action... Is doing things like meditating, like actually writing down all the great things that have happened. Being, what are you grateful for? Because it actually changes your brain chemistry when you start thinking about what your gray, your gray matter actually changes. I do a lot of non traditional, alternative, out of the box ways to help people more be more successful in sales. What can we even say? I don't know. But I knew I, I loved you know. before, and
0: now I'm like I'm. I think I'm almost speechless. This has only happened maybe once or twice before. I'm impressed. Wow! I'm. This is where, like, this is where the future is going. I think we know enough. We have enough information. We have enough content. We have enough links. We have enough data. And I think really helping people drop into their intuition—that is an incredible place for both your inner mentor and outer mentors—is to really help with that. Yes,
2: for sure. And also, too, could I plug something that's coming? Yeah, drop it. Please. So I have a book coming out. It's probably going to be early next year. It's a really inappropriate title, that. okay? But it's all about Jimmy shaking his head. He's like, "I should have known better." She asked if she could curse in the first three minutes of getting on this call, and so that's coming out early next year. So you guys will see some pieces of that has, I'm still writing it. So working title? Unfuck your sales in thirty days. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> when when you add a prefix, it's not a Perfect. curse anymore. It's not. And there's going to be a little asterisk where the C or the U is. My publisher is still deciding.
0: It is absolutely perfect. It's totally needed in the sales environment. There needs to be way, way, way more of this kind of conversation Um, because people are afraid of sales and it's just, it just hasn't been part of the dialogue. So I'm so excited to hear that. Thank
2: you. Thank you. And also too, I mean, it pulls you in. Like um, I say, it's Bill Burr meets Oprah. Bill Burr brings you in, but really it is a heartfelt, deep conversation about tapping into your intuition and some more practical things you can do that may seem obvious to people who are good at sales, but some things where you can get some clarity on so you can move forward immediately and do better in sales. Jamie,
1: I'm going to just say something now you have been, we've we've interviewed a bunch of people, but you have been by far the discussion where you clearly grow the most from mentoring and helping others that you actually like level up your skills each time. You don't just kind of like stay stale and they're like, Oh yeah, just keep doing this. You're like, your power is helping others and you get more powerful. And that is like really specialized. So I just want to say, I really appreciate you. And that's a really special skill.
0: Uh, we haven't seen that before. Thank you so much, Jamie. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy, we got some fan mail, fan mail. It, we got some fan mail. Is
1: it somebody linking Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs to Jamie Rowe,
0: our esteemed podcast guest? It's actually the Rowenta Company, which is, I believe, a fabulous coffee maker company is wanting to sponsor this particular episode.
1: I <laughs> thought we had our first sponsor request, which we would have turned down,
0: but we would have loved to give them a shout out. I don't know if Rowenta is actually still in business, but when I used to work at Starbucks in 1992, it was a it was a popular... Um, Coffee brand, coffee, coffee, pot brand. I could spend a lot of time talking about the history about the uh, coffee trends, but what I would like to say is, yeah, we got some fan mail, which was really exciting. I have a close colleague who sent me a note while we were just doing this recording about how much they appreciated the podcast and that they felt that there was a lot of really great tips. Each episode had a lot of really good, really actionable tips, and they appreciated that we're two hosts who tease each other a lot.
1: I'm still vibrating positively from that experience. Some of the things she said just about like finding that positive inner mentor and actually being able to listen to the critical one, it was crazy. But that same morning, I was out doing basketball drills, and the person I was shooting with was saying, I'm going to keep missing these shots. Wow, my shot's so jacked up. I don't know where I'm looking. I don't know what's going on. And we talked through going through the drill. Look at the eyelid on the front of the rim, envision the ball going in the hoop. And what happened by the end of the the workout? You know,
0: swish, swish, swish. Started to rain. Manifest that shit. (laughs) Yeah, Manifest markets. that shit. It's so true. I mean, I feel really grateful. I have set up a real habit always. I have for years now. I think it's been like maybe eight years that I write every morning. I don't know if you knew that, but I write every morning and I write three intentions for every day. And I actually have somebody like an accountability partner that I've had forever. And we send each other what we're grateful for. And I'd be at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. So for years, I've set those intentions and then written those gratitudes because you could spend any amount of time thinking how bad things are. You could spend any amount of time thinking about how great things are. And what do you put the energy towards what happens? I'm going to see Harry Styles tonight. <laughs> I mean, so much. Wow. How many
1: outfits do you think he'll wear?
0: <laughs> Way more than me.
1: I only have three shirts. So <laughs> it kind of sounds like you're bringing three th- shirts to the show. So hopefully, anybody no, who got have three total. <laughs> has listened to the podcast earlier, or else that would be a weird skip. <laughs>
0: just bringing my feather boa that's it same which, shirt feather boa which again that's bringing it. it back to basketball sounds
1: like me because i need to bring three shirts to get through a couple hours of basketball
0: do you have any kind of rituals around that you said you meditated but other things that you do that kind of set yourself up for success around successful things in your life to
1: me it's making sure i stay physically active that's like the most important i got to do something where i feel like i've pushed myself and david goggins has this quote which i love because it's a basketball analogy too he says you gotta fill your cookie jar and that means when you've done some something- something that's been hard or that you maybe you thought you couldn't do or didn't really want to do in the moment, even if that's just like your 10th burpee out of 10. Well, when you're done with that, take the cookie put in the jar and next time when you're doing 15 burpees or anything else you can go back You're like i'm tired i don't want to do this anymore You say hmm i'm gonna go to my cookie jar i remember this i've been through something like this before i'm gonna take this cookie out i'm gonna look at it i'm gonna admire
0: it and it's gonna help me through the next thing i totally remember that i think i was just actually thinking about cookies but that is brilliant that actually reminds me of our fabulous guest janet the resilience coach helping us remember about why resilience is important and remembering that you've been through hard things before you've made it through you're going to be okay
1: connect jubilee with resilience <laughs> yes there's happiness through strength resilience royals resilient royals happiness through strength resilient. over time no matter how we look at it though coming back to jamie i mean like i love that she's got this new book coming out you know unfuck your sales in 30 days i don't believe she would have written that book five even 10 years ago because for her like her superpower is every time she helps somebody she gets better and she connects. She seems to be finding different ways, different skills, but then she's combining those skills into a more powerful personification of herself. So really her mentors, the way she's getting better and feedback are through how, what other people would think of as Jamie's mentees. Jamie's mentees make her better, and that's a really unique position. I know that might sound confusing. Go back and listen to some of what Jamie's saying in the podcast, but you know, she truly gains strength from her mentees, and that's what we say throughout Julie here at Augmenters. You know, the mentees got to bring it; they bring the energy and excitement. And the really good mentors, like who Jamie Rowe is, they actually get better because of those relationships. It's not just the mentees.
0: Yeah, and that they kind of keep leaping. I'm not. It's not leapfrogging, but they just. I can just picture her like, and she wasn't talking about rock climbing, but like going to the next, like each next piece and kind of as she, as she climbs up, maybe she's hiking a little bit different, but, and she taught me a ton, a ton, a ton in our time together, incredibly valuable person. So I'm very excited to read her book. I'm excited for everybody to read her book and to also really consider how to be able to really connect better with ourselves. I think that would make the world a little bit better of a place.
1: Shout out the book that Jamie referenced, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Susan Kane, I will be beginning to listen to your book on Audible this Labor Day weekend. You
0: may be surprised to know that my husband's read that book about three times. <laughs> in a world of people who can't stop talking, <laughs> he is home. Way to prime the future guests. Just a a quick tee up. It was great. Awesome. We hope this episode was brief yet bright. And now it's time to read us out. And remember, we are here because real relationships have the power to transform organizations and build dynamic communities. Go ahead, Jimmy.
1: Absolutely. Augmentors supports mentoring that matters. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about, someone who needs a new mentoring relationship in their life pronto. We welcome questions and suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us, or via social media with our handle at augmentershq. Shout out to our producers, Erlin Cato and Sean Omendam. Thank you. Augmenters out.
0: See ya.